Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. My name is Brother Prado, so I'm glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516 453 9118. That's 516 453-9118-or-you-can-listen-online-at-www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnectmyheart. Also, you can go to our chat room, which is available right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to cut it on. Um, it'll take maybe about 15 seconds, and then it'll be on. Um, on our chat room, you can send your questions, comments, or prayer requests. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to ReconnectMyHeart.com, Reconnect My Heart or Reconnect My Heart Podcast, as well as we are on social media platforms, Facebook and YouTube. Just go under my name, Brother Prater, and you can uh, see Reconnect My Heart on there. And also, I want to tell everyone, thank y'all for y'all continued prayers and support sorry um had a little slight delay but thank god we got everything going so 
Uh, with that, I appreciate y'all love and support, and we're going to go ahead and get started with the show. Um, I have a question. If you really think about it, what do you do when things doesn't go according to plan? That's something to think about. You know, um, what about you pray for your loved one, you pray for them to get healed, you pray for them to recover, and they died. What happened those who may have been married, married, planning a uh, lifelong commitment, covenant with the person that you married, and that person not just died, but what if that person no longer want to be married to you? What happens? You know, and a lot of times people think, well, you know, uh, you must have been sinning. God must be trying to get your attention. No, there are things that happen that are just out of your control. I don't care how good of a person that you are. And one of the things I always tell people, just because you, just because things happen to you doesn't mean that you ain't saved. I know some people who are strong in the faith. I know some people who love the Lord and love God people. And still, it seemed like things bad happened. That's something we need to talk about. We need to have that conversation. And a lot of times, you know, I had someone, well, actually, I've heard um, there's been things that have happened. Let's say, like with me, uh, I had the virus last year, and I was one of the first ones that some people knew. And automatically, I heard people saying, you know, well, you know, you must be in sin, you know, you, you know, a man of God not supposed to be sick. You know, like I'm the only one, I'm, I'm the only man of God that people know they've gotten sick. You know, thank God I recovered. But there are some people, and I know there are some people that were praying for me, but there are some people who got sick after me, they were much younger than I was. People were praying for them, but they're no longer here. Each person that I have dealt with in my life knows someone that they have, they have went on, that have died. You know, um, right now I have no more grandparents. Both my grandparents on my mom and dad's side, my Paternal and my maternal grandparents are no longer with us. You know, <clears throat> to me, I lost the last one to, to survive was my uh, grandmother on my mother's side. She's no longer with us. But the question is, you know, when things happen, you know, like I said, when we pray for, when we pray for someone or when we pray for things, and it doesn't work out, what do we do? You know. What do we do when the plans that we plan no longer fits into our schedule? What happened when our regular scheduled program has been interrupted by some late breaking news? What do we do? That's something we have to really just talk to God about, you know. And so I really wanted to bring those things in for us to really just have that conversation. Because ultimately, there are some things that happen that is totally out of our control. And we have to understand 
that even us as Christians, as believers, we go through things. You know, um, there's been so many people that have died within the past, I mean, just looking at it within the past couple of months, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's so it's so heartbreaking and I hate I hate to see people go through things regardless if I know them or not when I see someone grieving the death of their loved one that hurts me that hurts me sometimes I feel people's hurt I feel I see people's hurt I see people's pain and one of the things I found out I don't care how I look in them in their face with a Bible in my hand. If I'm wearing a robe, I can go to them and tell them it's going to be all right. How in the world are they going to comprehend if everything's going to be all right when they have to bury their own child? You know, that's one of the things that there are some things doesn't call for an answer. There are some things we can't say we can't say, we can't tell people some things where it's going to ease the pain. I mean, and if you really think about it, not just easing the pain for a long term, shucks. Even if it's just a temporary relief, there are some things that words not going to soothe. I wish we had the magic words or the actions to be able to eliminate the pain permanently. But one of the things I found out, especially when it comes down to grief, okay, we may we may feel comforted today, but what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about, good example, what about the anniversary of a loved one's death. What about their birthday? What about the holidays? There's going to be pain. And one of the things, you know, I, I will often hear people say, um, well, you know, time heals all wounds. Time doesn't heal wounds. What's important what we do in that time? That's what help. That's what heals wounds. And the thing is, this is something we have to try every day. Every day. Matter of fact, someone's saying, someone's saying that they can't hear me. Um, try again. Um, okay. Man, you know, it's it's so it's so funny. It's so funny how sometimes we we see people that are hurting and we try to have the magic words, and sometimes we feel like we're the only ones that can tell them something that's going to solve their problem. But in actuality, one of the things I found out, you don't even have to say anything. Sometimes, like that song, so I'll always mention about this song by um, the Four Seasons. It says, silence is golden. Sometimes your presence means more than what you can say. Sometimes your presence is the substitution of your words. Sometimes even not just you being there, but you even doing a duty, picking up a broom, you know, 
just doing something for them, letting them know that you're there, you're accessible. You know, that means a lot to some people. And so one of the things I wanted to bring up was um, when things don't go according to plan, it can be anything. Like I said, it could be the death of a loved one. You know, the plans, the future that you have with that person, that person no longer with you, either through death or through a breakup or uh, a divorce. It could be anything. And not only that, but sometimes even just the ending of a friendship. Sometimes, you know, You've been lifelong friends with this person and because of a bad misunderstanding or sometimes a miscommunication, they're saying, no, that person never want to deal with you again and you're trying to figure out what happened. And come to find out, you may find out later on or you may not ever know, but it may be a bad understanding on their part or on your part, any type of miscommunication. It could be anything. You just never know. Sometimes even your plans for your children. You know, you get ready to send your kids off to school. Uh, you got them out of high school. You get ready to take them off to college. And next thing you know, hey, you find out that, well, you know, your child, did you plan on taking to school? Well, you might have to wait because you find out that your child that you thought just was quiet and didn't do anything, but come to find out your child is pregnant or your child finna have a child. You know, all these things can happen that can blindside you. And so how do we handle these things? Um, I wanted to bring up maybe like five things that we can really just look at and one of the things we have to look at is when we are disappointed and that disappointment regardless of where it come from that uh, grief uh, hurt brokenness anything we have to look at first of all we got to acknowledge that we are hurting we got to acknowledge that we're disappointed we can't mask it we can't be in denial we got to look at it and acknowledge it. And along with that, we got to let it out. Let it out. A lot of time, us as people, especially us as believers, one of the things that we do, we end up holding things in. And of course, we can give it to God, but a lot of time we really don't give it to God. A lot of time we don't give it to God, or a lot of time we don't do what God told us to do, be able to get that out. And what, what happened, we end up Affected, being affected by it physically, mentally, emotionally, or even spiritually. And so for us to be able to just get it out, sometimes you'd be surprised just being able to talk it out or even scream it out, but to be able to get it out, be able to get that and acknowledge, you know what, man, look here, I'm hurt. You know, well, you know, I'm going to be out. No, we gotta, I got to tell you, I'm hurt. And it's actually a good thing for us to be able to really just release it and acknowledge that because the thing is, it doesn't mean that you ain't saved. It doesn't mean that well, you're doubting God or, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta speak into existence, which is true, but also you gotta acknowledge where you at. You gotta be able to look at it, say it so that way you know exactly what to give to God. 
that's something we have to do. So many times we just try to dismiss it and we're not getting to the root of the problem. And God wants us to deal with the root of the problem. He wants us to give it to him so that way we can enjoy the fruit from the problem. Because if we give to God in return, God can give us his comfort, his uh, uh, strength, which I'm going to talk about later on. But for us to be able to acknowledge, admit, really just get to the note of it, note both of it. I'm admitting, God, I am hurt. I'm admitting, God, I am frustrated. God, I am, I'm admitting, I don't know. And that's something that we as believers, we have to understand. If you don't know, the main thing of it is, don't be surprised. It ain't no shock value where, hey, were you supposed to know everything? You're a Christian. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, if you really think about it, you go to an attorney's office, you may ask him some questions. He may, uh, uh, the, the first consultation, it, it might be like a little general, you know, a little general uh, conversation or meeting that you all have. But when it comes down to the notes and bolts of the the uh, the investigation or the work, if you hire him or whatever, and he take on your case, you know what he's going to do? He's going to spend time studying and researching. So get this, he may not be able to uh, retain everything that what he needs to, you know, check out. But what does he do? He has accessibility to the books to study, to research. So the key thing is, even if you don't know everything pertaining to what God's word says, the main thing you have, look, you have references and resources to it. You got access to it. That's the thing that matters. So you may not know everything. You may not know everything that God is capable of. But as long as you have access, then as long as you know who you are in God and you know what God can do in his abilities, then the Holy Ghost will bring up to you and remind you what God can do. So that's something for us to be able to really understand. We have to understand. Look here, you may not know everything, but the key thing of it is you know someone who knows everything and you serve a God who knows everything. So... I had to I had to bring that up. That might have been jumping the gun a little bit, but I wanted to bring that up. We have to be able to acknowledge, acknowledge, admit where we act. Also, asking God to give us to perspective. Give us to perspective, and that means communicating with God, talking to God about it, consulting God about it. Like I said, letting God know how you feel. Letting God know, you know, you think about it. I'm speaking as a father. I have a father. I'm, uh, I, I'm a father and also I'm a father and I have a father. And even growing up, I would always ask my father things. You know, that's the kind of rapport and relationship that he had with me and I had with him. But also on the same token, me being a father, I want to make sure that my son knows that he has access to me at any time. Even when he was small, I always told him, I don't care what time it is. If you want to call me, you can call me. And see, nothing and nobody can interrupt that because that's my son. And I had, I told him this. I told him this a couple of months ago. Actually, a couple of weeks ago. I told him, I know a lot of people. I'm friends to a lot of people. People call me friend. I'm acquainted to a lot of people. 
and I have a lot of acquaintances. But out of everybody that I know, out of everybody that I have met, only one person has the legal right to call me daddy, and that's you. So that means that he has a special uh, relationship and a special benefit of him being my seed. And so that's the same way we must look at pertaining to us being God's seed, God's children. God is our father, our heavenly father. And so if we are God's children and we say that, you know, we serve a God that's loving, that uh, that want to communicate with us, then how about we take advantage of it? Talk to God. In other words, talk to daddy. Communicate with him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him. And this is the thing. The Bible tells us to come before the throne boldly. Come before his throne boldly. Doesn't mean arrogant. Doesn't mean, hey, look here, God. I'm just being real with you. I, I don't understand. Tell God your frustration. Tell God your uncertainty. Tell God how you feel. And I guarantee you, if you be real with God, he will be for real with you. Talk to God. Let him know how you feel. And that way, you can get a clear understanding of the situation. Because there are some things that happen in our life we don't know. We, we don't know everything. Sometimes people just think, well, you know, as believers, the Bible said, don't question God. It doesn't say that. We need to talk to God. Number one, we need to always reverence him and give him respect. But even in that respect level, you can talk to him. That's something that we really don't take advantage of. We feel that God is this spooky God that's unapproachable and all this stuff. No, God said, come. The Father said, come. He wants you to come to him. And so that's why it's important for us to talk to him, communicate with him, get that perspective, get that perspective by communicating, communicating with him. And not only that, but God have resources for us to be able to get that conversation with healthy counseling, Christian counseling, uh, ministers, family or friends. That's going to help you even be able to cope with whatever's maybe going on or whatever disappointment that may have happened. That's something that we have to really understand. God did not design for us to deal with this life by ourselves. God did not make us an island. He made us to be able to communicate with each other, communicate with him and communicate with each other. In other words, even what you're dealing with right now, God did not want you to deal with that alone. Yeah, he's there to help you, but also he got people dispatched in your environment to help you. Look here, there was a song I was listening to um, last night, and it's a song, it's by um, Walter Hawkins, Never Alone. I don't have to worry because I'm never alone. And then the lyric says, uh, he walks beside me every day he guide my footsteps you know each and every day you know god is there with us but along with god being there with us he sent his representatives to your way your path that's something for us to think about also uh getting that perspective um communicating um 
being able to really just, like I said, um, get the help that is needed. And the thing is, even when it comes down to the grief, being able to um, admit where you're at, but also understand there are different stages within that grief and there is no specific order. So the steps that I may have done may be different than yours or vice versa. And also there is no time frame. You know, the main thing is continued motion. One of the scriptures I always think about, uh, the scripture where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform is a word that means metamorphosis. And the word metamorphosis actually meaning a process. And you think about it, process has nothing to do with time, but it has everything to do with the will. And so with the will, the will is the will is helping us to understand, look here, continued motion will help you to recover. That's something we have to think about. Continued motion will help us, help us, especially be able to deal with what's going on, to help us to deal with. And like I said, what we have to do, I, I really feel the need to let people know as believers, I'm going to say it like this. This is a Christian podcast, and a lot of times we think, well, you know, I can do it this way, but you don't need to try a secular method in a spiritual situation. Understand, everything that happened, God has help and resources for us, but we need to go to him. What's the need of us going somewhere else outside sourcing when God have it accessible within reach? But also the true help and the true understanding can only come from him. So if we are his children and we are God's children, understand we are God's children, then why are we going to use a secular or a devilish way when we are God's children? Why deal with an abusive stepdaddy when we have a loving daddy that's there to help us. See, when I said stepdaddy or ex-daddy, that's that devil that used to beat us up when you, we used to obey him, and he still caused us havoc. I'm th This may be a little extra, but I'm going to have to say this. This is something that I take very seriously, and that's the obedience to God. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. I tell people, what's the point as a believer and still dealing with devilment and foolishness? This way I think about it. Devilment and foolishness, that means that's under Satan. But if I obey what Satan wants me to do, that means I'm obeying his plan. But get this. If you obey Satan's plan, that means that you will um, agree with every plan that the devil has put forth, even if it was not in your life directly. What do I mean? The devil is the author of confusion. The devil is the father of lies. The devil has called havoc in our families, in our communities, in our countries, in our societies and also in this world. And when and also understand the devil comes to steal, 
kill and to destroy, meaning to wipe you out as if you never existed. So in other words, I'm going to say it like this, and this is me being very transparent. That means if I'm obeying Satan, that person and the devilish plan, Satan planned to kill my sister. That means if I'm obeying Satan, that means I authorize Satan to kill my sister and your family members. Some people may think, oh, well, that's hard. No, understand. If you want to serve Satan, if you want to obey Satan, you obeying his plan in your life. That means that you agree with and even you fund Satan's ability to cause havoc in the life of yours, your family, and everybody else's. I want us to really think about that. That's something for us to really, really think about. So, what's the point of even entertaining what Satan wants us to do? What's the point of entertaining anything that comes from Satan? Satan does not have our best interests at heart. So why are we entertaining what he wants us to do? There is a plan that Satan has for us, but also there's a plan that God authorized for us. Always go with God's plan. If Satan says something, then God says something. Always go with God says. Just point blank. So that was just a little something extra I had to say. Because we, we take lightly and we just think, oh, well, you know, I, well, you know, it's just a little for uh-uh, no. Because the devil, the devil is the one that causes havoc. The devil is the one that, the loved ones that we have lost. And even through sickness, it's the devil. You know, now I'll put it like this. Now, of course, there might be somebody that might have smoked. The devil didn't make them smoke, but the devil, what? He tempted them. They fell for it. And sometimes a person could be so stressed. Sometimes they feel like they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't know what else to do. But if you really think about it, was that God's plan for us to be able to suffer and go through all that stuff? No. So that's something that we have to really just look at. But, um, hmm. We have to really just talk to God and just really just like I said be real and just get it get it into our hearts that God love us and God want to know what's going on and not just in the in the good things in the comfortable time but even in the uncomfortable times matter of fact in our Sunday school lesson today we were talking about worship which coincides with this in life disappointments you know it's easy for us to celebrate and and um you know celebrate and, and, and say hallelujah and thank the Lord when things are going well. That's easy. To be honest with you, that is so easy. There are people who ain't even saved. There are people, you know, what they used to say, the old terminology, straddling the fence. They get some extra money. Oh, thank the Lord. Excuse me. There are some rappers, you know, that's cussing, smoking weed and drinking, uh, 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 to having all these 
vulgar languages on their CD, they get a Grammy. I just want to thank the Lord for blah, 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 blah. You know, it's true. It's good. It's, you know, they, they doing that, you know. But what about when things ain't going well? You know, can we thank the Lord? Can we, can we praise God? Can we worship God? Even in the midst of our disappointments. You know, one of the things I found out, even in the midst of what I went through, shucks, I went through, like I said, the loss of my sister. Uh, matter of fact, tomorrow's her birthday. She would have been 48. And then my birthday coming up on, on uh, Thursday. But then, uh, actually, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, coming up, 30, excuse me, 31 years ago, coming up on Friday, I lost my best friend, my favorite cousin, you know, the night of my birthday he was killed I lost him you know those are the two close people that I, I've, I've lost in my life the two closest people I lost in my life that I love dearly you know and one I almost shared a birthday with the other I shared the, the death date you know and so what what happens when things don't go according to the plan with the hopes and dreams and the plans that you had you know um what do you do you know all that that you had planned we have to release it and give it to god and ask god to help us to deal with the rest of our life without them or deal with the disappointment there might be somebody that might have been going through divorce right now you know, you had everything planned out. You know, y'all raised your kids. You got the kids grown out the house and everything. And you think, you you know, you got the empty nest syndrome where y'all finna get ready to now really live. Maybe go on vacation, get ready to retire. And then that person say, I don't want to be married anymore. You know? Oh, I don't love you anymore. You know? What happened? They may tell you, hey, hey, hey. You know, uh, it's not it's not your fault. You didn't do anything. It's me. <laughs> they tell you that, but now you're thinking, what is it about me that make them no longer want me? You know, or what is it about me that make them change their mind about me? You know, all these things. You know, these are some of the things that we have to think about and be able to really just ask God to help us with that one of the things that I always talk about we have to trust God I know that sounds so easy just to say but to be honest with you we have no other choice because if you look at it just even in our trusting our own ability in certain areas of our lives we made some horrible decisions just being honest we made some horrible decisions. Also, even pertaining to just the choice we made, it could be pertaining to, you know, you making the wrong turn. It don't have to be something, if you want to say something big of, well, I never should have chose to uh, uh, deal with them. They got me pregnant. They left. No. It could be something as simple as, you know what? God told you, God put in your spirit to turn right and you turn left and you got stuck in traffic. Or you turn left instead of right. And next thing you know, you were driving and there's glass on the road or nails on the road. Now you caught a flat. These are the things you have to think about because our understanding, we are limited. Let's be real. We don't know everything. 
And even in the things that we're experienced in, sometimes we go on our own knowledge instead of God's knowledge and we still fail. So it's not like, well, you messed up because you were inexperienced. No, you could be experienced and still be experientially wrong. So the thing is being able to talk to God and communicate with God and trust him and be able to trust God not just with the safe stuff, but trust God with everything. And sometimes God would allow a situation to happen for us to be able to make the decision of either we're going to trust him with everything or nothing at all. And he don't want partial trust. He wants all trust. That's something that actually we have to give to him. We need to give to him. But the choice is us. The choice is, the choice belongs to us if we're going to give it to him or not. So, being able to ask ourselves, we're going to trust God. Trust God. Trust his care. Trust his care. Trust his abilities. Trust his strength. Trust his heart. Trust God. This, this one got me. Trust God with our hurt. <laughs> trust God with our pain. Trust God with our frustration. Trust God with our anger. Trust God with our attitude. Trust God with that disappointment that you have. You know, that person that you thought that would never leave you, that person you thought that would never abandon you, can you trust God with that and not seek revenge? Can you trust God that, you know what, God, I love you enough. I I, I want to do some things, but I'm trusting you. I'm not going to do anything but trust you. Even when your enemies are talking negative about you, God, I'm not going to stoop down to their level. Matter of fact, uh, former first lady Michelle Obama once said, when others go low, you go high. So God... I'm going to not just listen to her, but I'm going to listen to you. Ultimately, I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to allow that to be a distraction because ultimately, sometimes dis sometime disappointments are actually distractions that the devil want to throw at you to see how you're going to respond. Hmm. Are we going to give up on life? Are we going to give up on God? Are we going to give up on ourselves? Or are we going to go ahead and admit that we hurt and trust God with that hurt? Trust God with that? Trust God with whatever it is or whoever it is. Trust God with it. Like I said, it's easy for us to say, oh, oh God, I trust you. But when situations come, are our actions coinciding with us saying we trust God? Because saying it is one thing, doing it or demonstrating it is another. And so sometimes, look here, that doesn't mean that you're going to go to God and giving it to him with a smile on your face. Sometimes you give it to him with tears in your eyes. Sometimes even if you give it to him and you don't know what he's going to do or how the outcome is going to come, that doesn't mean, okay, okay, God, here you go. I'm going to smile at it. No, look here, there are some things you just don't understand. Some things we may never know, 
But the key thing is, in the midst of the uncertainty, we still going to trust God. That's what he wants us to do. So, trusting God with our hurt, trusting in God's abilities. Matter of fact, we were speaking earlier, you know, when you look at the three Hebrew boys, you know, they were praising and worship God, even in the fiery furnace. And what they were saying, look here, even if God doesn't rescue us, we know he can. In other words, trusting God's ability, even if he does not exercise his ability on your behalf, but knowing that he can, it just like, <laughs> it just like going to a Prince concert. You're going to a Prince concert when he was here, going to a Prince concert and anticipating him, him playing Purple Rain. But even if he does not play Purple Rain, you still say you had a good time. Even though you may have desired for him to play Purple Rain. And matter of fact, there have been some concerts he didn't play Purple Rain. But knowing that he had the ability the opportunity even if he didn't you trust his skills that every other song that he gonna perform is still gonna be soothing to your taste that's the same thing pertaining to God in other words trust God's mindset trust God's ability and his decision at all times allowing God's decision to be your final authority in other words try and look at it as, well, you know what? Whatever God say, I'm going to accept it. If God say, yep, I'm accepting it. If God say, no, I'm going to accept it. Because somehow our little itty bitty brain can't comprehend the massive, the massive ideas or the plans that God has and always realize that God's God's uh, 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 plan are so much better than ours. Hmm. And I know that sounds like it's hard to accept, but it's actually easy to accept when you realize that he knows everything. He created you. He created me. He's the maker. We just, the look, he's the creator. We just the creation. And so God love us enough to be there for us in whatever situation that we face in life. And for God, God want us to accept and realize he does have our best interests at heart. Asking God to help you to accept whatever it is. That's something, like I said, that's something that we really have to grasp. Ask God to help us to accept whatever it is, whatever may have happened, whatever may come our way. That doesn't mean that we like it, but help us to accept it because a lot of time when we in denial, that's what hurt us. A lot of time we can't get the proper help and healing that we need because we in denial. And to be honest with you, sometimes that denial, it, like I said, it can even be in grief. You know, sometimes sometime things happen where it's hard to accept. I mean, shucks. And I know those who watch this video, watch this podcast constantly, of course, I'm going to reference my sister. Matter of fact, normally I have it put up, but this is her. This is my sister. You know, we we were, you know, lifelong, forget about siblings, we were lifelong friends. You know, 
celebrating the same birthdays and stuff. But <clears throat> celebrating the same birthday week, you know, three days apart. But for us to understand, you know, Lord, um, we we need help. We 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 gotta be able to accept this. Like I said, the grief, the accepting, and like I said, a lot of times people just think the grief just happened tend to death, a physical death. It could be a physical death, but it could be the death of a relationship. It could be the death of a friendship. You know, different stages of grief. You know, the denial, you know, the, the bargaining, you know, all these things. You know, <clears throat> and so denial is one of the stages of grief. And sometimes with that stage, the devil try to keep us locked up in there to make us miss on the reality. And so that's what God want us. God want to help us with, be able to cope with and handle with whatever, whatever may come our way, regardless if it was sent by Him or made by the devil. Whatever may come, and not only the things that uh, uh, God allows, God sins, or the devil created, but sometimes even the consequence of our own choices. You know, you just never know. But God knows everything, and regardless of how things may turn out God can help us in whatever situation that we face <clears throat> so <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to bring up um, even in you know trying to move on from past disappointments or, or whatever you know the main thing of it is being able to I always look at it like this <clears throat> and I got I learned this from my daddy my daddy used to always have a pen and paper, pen and paper, but he would always say about, he would always write things down. Whenever we would have, um, whenever we would have um, conversations and he'd be trying to pull up, make a point, he would pull out his pen and just talk. He would draw out some stuff. I'm going to write this down. He would uh, draw out some stuff. And in that drawing out, he would always... He would always doo, 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 see this is what you need to do. And I, I used to like, oh boy, what are you doing with a pen and paper? I mean, I'm just asking him about how to tie a shoe. <laughs> you know, just something so simple. But he always John Nada, he always do that. But the funny thing about it, I see now the same principle that he did is the same one that I do. People that know me I always carry a pen and paper. I sleep with a pen and paper beside me. I'm writing. I write a lot. It could be anything. And so with that, I'm like, wow. Okay. I learned that from my daddy. So for you to be able to really just write those things down and, and just, like I said, give it to God and for you to be able to use that as a homework assignment. I look at everything as a homework assignment. The things that we may deal with and go through in life, that's a homework assignment for us to be able to get the textbook of life through God's scripture and for us to be able to look at what God works said pertaining to every situation that we're facing and dealing with that's what's going to help us that's what's going to help us in those aspects of our lives and then also for us to be able to for us to be able to uh, look at try to put everything in perspective from the lens of God 
but try to put everything in perspective in God's eyesight, not in your perspective, but in God's perspective. You know, how would God look at this? You know, okay, you're disappointed. Somebody left you. That person uh, that that you had your hopes and dreams. Like I said, it don't have to be a dating or uh, a courtship. It could be friendship. You know, that person that you felt like, oh boy, you know, this could be my lifelong friend. Then that's something you found out that that person been using you. That person been setting you up. You know, the person you gave your trust to now, whoa, now you found out how that person really was. Of course you're gonna be disappointed. But the thing is, in some disappointments, it's a good thing. In other words, you became aware. Look at it as you became aware of truth. You became aware of truth. The devil, look, God did not want you to be blind or naive on things. And so God exposed truth to you. And, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to some people Throughout the years, I've always said this. When people come to me and say, my boyfriend left me or my girlfriend left me. I said, oh, congratulate. Oh, oh, I'm going to go through a divorce. Now, this is the thing. First of all, if it's an abusive relationship or whatever like that, that's fine. Look, protect yourself. But if somebody did not want you anymore or whatever like that, somebody wanted to break up with you, you know, I've had people... Uh, call me and uh, crying and telling me that. I said, oh, congratulations. They said, what? It caught their attention. What do you mean, congratulations? That person don't want to deal with me no more. I had all these plans. I said, that's good. That person that person left you alone? That person want to break up with you? That's good. At least you know now. Well, I've been with that person 10 years. Okay, that's good. That's good. Congratulations. You're a committable person. But on the other hand, what would have been bad if you've been with them 11 years, you know, that person don't want you to, don't want to be with you. So now you have to ask God to, number one, heal you and to accept that and also asking him to help you so that way you can be, be in a position where you can have someone that's going to love you and want to be committed to you until the day y'all die. Well, I wanted them. Well, aren't you being selfish? You want somebody that don't want you. But how about you getting somebody that wants you? But also realizing you can't change a person. Hmm. So thank God that God revealed how the person was. And you know what? What if? What if those red flags came to you years ago, but you ignored it? And so eventually the person got tired of you ignoring their red flags and they just left. <laughs> you know? And I found out. I found that from a good friend of mine, my ex-co-worker, uh, Dwayne Philip Rose. He said, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. Being able to not allow that disappointment to overwhelm you or to take you out. Don't ever feel, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, like I said, a, a, a death of a relationship or friendship or a, a person or whatever. Losing your job, whatever. Don't let anything make you feel like it's going to take you out. That devil is a lie. Uh-uh. Don't ever make you feel like you, you're going to die in this situation. No. No. I'm going to have to get ready to wrap this up because I'm going to have to keep it under um, 
under an hour because I found out that I had audio problems and uh, I'm gonna have to uh, do some um, changing. But I hope for us to understand that God has so much for us and we have to give it to God. Give it to God, whatever it is, give it to God. And also the main thing I always tell people, never let anything stop you from worshiping God, trusting God praising God. You know what? Even in the midst of your hurt, even in the midst of your grief, when you worship God, is his responsibility. It, it gives him the responsibility and the accessibility of mending your broken heart, of healing you. But the thing is, it's not a one-time event. It's whenever you need it. You know, one thing we always say, you know, take it one day at a time. You know, one of the things I always say is how does an elephant, how does an ant eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's one thing you have to think about. You have to look at it one bite at a time. So if you, how to say, give us this day our day to bread, okay, you pray to God to help you. I'm going to say it like that. I'm going to put myself in this situation. I pray for God to give me the strength for today to deal with, you know, uh, um, the absence of my sister. Okay, he did that for today. But when I wake up in the morning, God bless me to wake up in the morning, I'm going to ask him the same thing. It's okay for me to uh, repeat a request that I gave to God yesterday. Because he said he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But also, like I said, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. And so that daily bread may require me to go to him and ask him for the day's comfort, today's word, today's strength, today's wisdom, today's insight, today's discernment, all these things. This is what God has for us. But you won't get it unless you ask. The Bible tells us, ask and it shall be given. And a lot of times we'll ask God for the things that we want. But how about we asking God for the things that we need? You need peace. <laughs> you need peace in your life. You want to be removed from the worry and anxiety and all that stuff. So how about you trust God with that? Trust God with the hurt and the, with everything. So with that being said, I want us to be able to just focus on and just be able to give God everything. As we get ready to pray, whatever your needs and concerns are, give it to him. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. We ask God to help us and guide us and comfort us in every aspect of our lives. Lord, you see the needs and the, your, the concerns of your people. Touch and meet their needs according to your riches and glory in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak in God for those who are needing comfort, God, those who are grieving, God. Touch and heal their heart, God. Mend their broken heart right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help them to understand, God. You're there to comfort. You are the God of all comfort right now, God. And so, God, even those who may feel like giving up right now, God, help them to hold on, God. We speak in life into their situation, God. We speak in life and purpose to them right now, God. Help them, God, even in the midst of their hurt or uncertainty or misunderstanding, God. Help them, God, to trust you even if they feel like they can't trace you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you heal, God, 
those who are confused, God, those who may feel like their life have been turned upside down right now, God. And God, we're speaking, God, that you center them around people that's going to speak your truths, God, and not just speak it, but live it in front of them right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stand for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. We bind the spirit of suicide. We bind the spirit of giving up. We bind the spirit of torture. We bind the spirit of self-blame and of self-doubt right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we rely upon your strength right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you for the results right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those those who may be dealing with like a conflict right now, God, we speak in peace right now, God. We speak in forgiveness right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. And we know, God, even in the midst of whatever we dealt with, God, God, you will help us, God. You will help us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for us, even in the midst of this, God. And so, God, we know, God, what the devil meant for evil, God, you will turn them for our good and for our purpose right now, God. And so, God, even in the experience that we have dealt with, God, God, we know, God, that we can minister to others right now, God. And the comfort, God, that you have given us, God, you will help us to be able to comfort others right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And as we comfort others, God, we'll be comforting ourselves right now in the name of Jesus. So, God, help us, God, to rely upon your word and trust in your word in this right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to catch me on Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. You can uh, also catch me on uh, brotherprater.com. You can see my daily devotion and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to my store section on my website where you can purchase my book, a few good men, Path to God to Fatherhood, or uh, the girl who wants her brother's keeper. Excuse me. I want to thank each and everyone that tuned in. And also, on a side note, I want to um, ask y'all to continue to be praying for um, uh, Chief Apostle uh, Bunton, the Bunton family. Um, great, great family, uh, individually and collectively. I, I, on a personal, I love you all. Um, uh, Chief Apostle Bunton uh, uh, had to bury his daughter on uh, Thursday, excuse me, on Friday, and our prayers are with you all. We love you. We love each and every one of you all. Um, also, um, my, my, my friend, my man, um, Michael Neal, uh, he, uh, his mother passed, and um, we're praying for the, uh, the Neal, the Flanagan, the Calhoun family, uh, Corey, uh, praying for you all, man. Michael, love y'all. Uh, Vakitha, love you all dearly. We praying for y'all. We there for you all, and also our family. It's, it's so many people um, lost loved ones. Just lift up each and every one of them. And um, I wanted to acknowledge this this shirt right here. I was blessed to have this for a Christmas present uh, in 2004. This shirt right here is from. This shirt right here is from my sister, Sheila. And um, I decided to go ahead and wear it for this show. Uh, tomorrow will be her birthday. Uh, she'll be 48. And, um, you know, just want to let y'all know, you know, um, life, um, life can be unexpected. 
but also on the same token, no matter what happens, you know, one of the things I always tell people, and this to encourage, I'm gonna make this short, this to encourage um, everyone. Yeah, y'all may see us behind the pulpit, but we go through things also, and sometimes we have to put our, our life, our grieving on hold to even the help and to minister to others. But one thing about it, I always tell people, the God that we've been preaching about, the God that we testify about, the God that we tell people how good he is and everything, just know that the moments that we deal with pertaining to our hurt, our grief, our lack of understanding or whatever, knowing this is the opportunity for us to be able to exercise everything that we're witnessing to other people and testifying and preaching to other people and even singing. Now, we got to exercise those same principles into our life. And so, we're not exempt from problems, from storms. You know, uh, in the scripture it said, the, uh, uh, you know, it, it rained on the just as well as the unjust. And so there are things that happen in our life. But no matter what, I want to encourage you if one of you all, regardless if you're a minister or a layman, it doesn't matter. If you're in the body of Christ, don't let anything or anybody stop you. Don't let your problem, don't let your situation stop you from being a worshiper. Don't let, let that be consistent. Let that be consistent, being a worshiper at all times. Don't let this, don't let anything stop you from being a worshiper. In other words, when we worship God, even in the midst of our hurt and even in the midst of our under, lack of understanding, whatever like that, that's showing God, God, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you when I'm hurt and I'm trusting you within my hurt. So God, that can't do anything but make God move even more. Make God move even faster. That's like sending a 911 to your praise, to your worship. I mean, and like I said, it's a, it's a stress reliever to think about the goodness of God even in the midst of the badness of what you're dealing with. The badness and the madness. So I want to encourage you. I may not know everything that you're dealing with, but God knows. And I want to tell you, the same God that we read about this, that healed the lepers, that raised Lazarus from the dead, that helped the Israelites get over on dry land, it's the same one that we're praying about, that we're preaching about, that we're testifying about, that we're singing about, that's going to help us and help me and help you in your situation. It ain't no different God. It's the same God. The same God that we read about, that we read about, all that stuff, it's the same one that we ask God to help us in our situation. And so I'm crazy enough. I'm crazy enough. It may be foolish to you, but it's, hey, I look at it as it's common practice because he told us to trust him. And so everything that what God's word says, I'm crazy enough to believe it. And you don't have to wait till you get up in age to know and trust God in his word. Trust him where you at. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you can't be God-given. You give God praise in your hurt. You give God worship in your hurt. You give God obedience in your hurt. I, can, I guarantee you, you will not outdo God. That's showing, how, that's showing him how much you trust him. So if he can trust you in the midst of your hurt, imagine him saying, hmm. If they can trust me in the midst of their hurt, let me show you, let me show them how much I trust them.
to give them not just what they need, but what they want. So I want to encourage each and every one of you all. I love you all dearly. Know, and I'm speaking right now, that God give you all the wisdom, the, the courage, and the encouragement that you need for this day and the days to come. For this week will be a blessed week. But let this week be a, an obedient week. If this week be an obedient week, then this week can be a blessed week. But if this week be a disobedient week, then don't let your disobedience hinder you from getting what you need from God, what you want from God, what you're asking from God. Don't let that be a distraction. Don't let your problems, don't let anything be a distraction to you because God has so much for you and realize that, hey, it don't take God long to move. He can move as soon as we get out the way. So God bless you all. I love you all dearly and good night. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.